their sons or from others. And when he had said, from others, Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. However, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook and take the first fish that comes up. And when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that and give it to them for me and for yourself. This is the word of God. So, like Max said, we need fish to pay our taxes, right? I don't know if anyone does commercial fishing for their day job, but if so, in a way you are having fish pay your taxes. So, uh, all right, so we'll get into it. The, uh, the two drachma tax. What is going on there? What is a drachma? Why is the temple taking taxes? Uh, so this tax uh, comes from cha- Exodus chapter 30, verse 11 through 16, as uh, commanded by the Lord to Moses. Uh, it says, The Lord said to Moses, When you take a census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord when you number them, that there be no plague among them when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this, half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary, half a shekel, shekel as an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census from 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than the half shekel. When you give the Lord's offering to make atonement for your lives. You shall take the atonement money from the people of Israel and give it for the service of the tent of meeting, that it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so as to make atonement for your lives. So, temple tax, right? Census tax originally in the Old Testament. uh, They have to have money to build the temple, to upkeep the temple, to buy the priest's food, whatnot. a little similar to what we kind of do today. But uh, first want to address uh, buying their atonement. When I read that, uh, I hope none of you thought that they were actually purchasing the literal atonement for their sins. Because uh, that sounds a little 16th century Roman Catholicism in a way. And we don't do that. Uh, so just Psalm 49 says, Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life. For the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice, that he should live on forever and never see the pit. So they're not buying actual forgiveness for their sins with this money. This money is a remembrance before the Lord uh, for the atonement of their lives. Uh, they are giving it to God in service of the temple. Uh, so don't think that they're actually buying their atonement because uh, that's heresy. We don't want that. So what is a half shekel? Uh, it's a, I didn't calculate this. This is a scholar before me. Uh, two days wages is what a half shekel is worth approximately. Uh, it says it's uh, approximately two days wages. And they would co- collect that census tax annually for every male over 20 for the upkeep of the temple. Um, one interesting thing about that census tax, uh, I thought... Hold on, let's move on. Uh, is the amount is equal for all. For the, uh, it says the rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. Uh, this atonement tax, if you would say, uh, for their lives is equal for all. It's no matter what you're making, each person must bring the same amount. Uh, I I like the parallels that this tax brings to our own atonement uh, because 
all lives in, in, uh, before God have the same value. Uh, just as right here, they're all giving the same value. No one's life is more precious than another. Uh, no one is better. It's the, the, the ground before the cross is level. Um, so, uh, just some Old Testament and New Testament things, uh, just to show that, 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 the, that, that this has no partiality in it. Uh, Leviticus 19, you shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. Uh, James chapter 2, 8 through 9. If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and, con- and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Gressors, can't speak. Galatians 3. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many as you are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is, neither, there is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So, early on... When God is giving and when God tells Moses to take this tax, he's setting that precedence of all people, all their lives being equal before God. And that you can't, he's already told us, you cannot buy your, your literal atonement uh, from the Lord. But he's setting that precedent, he's setting that pattern of equal before God, in the eyes of God. So, in Galatians 3, we... We take that into context on no male, no female. Uh, so don't let people take that out of context for you. So uh, Peter, we'll get to him. Uh, the, the, I guess the leaders of the temple are those taking the tax. Uh, if you read the way they frame this question, it's kind of hard to say no. Uh, does your teacher not pay the tax? Well, if he says no, it sounds kind of bad. So... Peter, uh, it says, he said, yes. Now, I don't know if that yes was a yes or yes. He pays it. Uh, but again, he, he kind of, I think, spoke out of turn a little bit. He's uh, assuming that the Lord is a good Jew, which he was. Yes, of course. Uh, but that's what good Jewish people did. They paid their temple tax because they have a temple that they have to keep and update and do renovations, you know. So, um, so Jesus, when Peter comes into the house, it says Jesus spoke to him first, which obviously is omniscient. He knows what's going on. He knows Peter has told the, the, the collector that, yeah, he's going to pay. Uh, so he asked, he asked Peter, what do you think, Simon, from whom do the kings of earth take toll or tax? Where do, the, where do the kings get their taxes? It says from their sons or from others? Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. He says from others. Kings don't tax their own sons. They tax their subjects or citizens. Uh, for our case, uh, Jesus said to them, then the sons are free. So Jesus uh, did not have to pay that tax being the son of God. He's exempt. Uh, but as we read on, we'll, figure, we'll see that he did pay it. Uh, so, 
Oh, I forgot to read that verse. Uh, it says, however, not to give offense to them, go cast in the sea and take the fish. So we don't have a, a dedicated temple tax today. Uh, we have a, a church. We, our temple is our bodies. Our temple is the church itself. Uh, cornerstone being Christ Jesus, the apostles being foundation and being built up. So we, while we don't have a, a temple tax or tithe, if you would, which is tenth, which is what they paid. Actually, they paid more like 30% because they had three different taxes. But off in the weeds. I forgot to mention at the start, uh, you're expecting the whole Caesar tax today. I'm sorry. That'll be later on in the future. So this one's a little less controversial. So, uh, But again, we don't have a, a temple tax today. Uh, we're hold to Second Corinthians. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I'm not saying don't give, because, I mean, we've got a building to build. So, uh, but decide in your own heart. Don't do it uh, under compulsion. Do it because you, you want to give. I mean, that's, that's why I give. I want to see that building built. I want to see my, my children, eventually great-grandchildren, grow up and love the Lord. So we use that as a tool to do that. So... Why did Jesus say he doesn't have to pay the tax? Well, his dad owns the house, right? Uh, Jesus, being the son of God, was exempt from the tax. Uh, Jesus is further pushing the point to Peter that he is the son of God, which Peter knows. He said it a few chapters earlier. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So Peter knows Jesus is the son of God. Why he said he'd pay the tax, I don't know. Maybe just because that's what... Good Jewish citizens do. They pay their temple tax. So, so why does he pay it? Uh, this, this part, I think, took me the longest to kind of really wrestle with and figure out why did he pay it. He didn't have to. So why does he? I Honestly, I pay my taxes, but uh, I don't want to pay more than I have to. <laughs> now, if you want to, feel free. You know, I'm sure they could really use it, put it to good use. So... So why does he pay it? Uh, some interpretations uh, say it's uh, so he's submissive to the rulers, uh, which I shall I'll read a few of those uh, passages uh, on how we are submissive to those in charge. Um, keep in mind, so we'll start at Romans 13, chapter 1. Uh, this is a prescriptive text. Um, once I read it, you'll understand what I mean. All right, Paul to the Romans. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is the servant of God and avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of consciousness. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So, there you go. Pay your taxes here. Uh, Now, does this verse directly correlate to why Jesus 
paid it. I, I don't think that's the actual reason in this instance why he said he would pay it. Uh, because again, he's not, he doesn't owe them. Uh, so, and what I mean by prescriptive, prescriptive in this instance is that this is the way the government should operate. We pay our taxes so we can have a police department. That's a fire department, medical services, ambulance. Uh, Those are the reasons for our taxes, and we as Christians should be model citizens and paying for those things. Uh, Now, do we go beyond that? I would say no. Part of that's the church's duty, so I'll stop there. Don't want to get too controversial. Uh, Again, we've got other passages about being submissive to the rulers. Titus 3 says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work. Uh, I'll stop there. Uh, But again, submissive to the rulers. In this case, uh, and in Romans, we've got a government that is supposed to uh, be in fear and trembling before the Lord. If you know anything about the Romans at that time, they uh, were not. They did not honor and serve the Lord. uh, It didn't work out well for them. So I hope for our sake, ours starts or at least continues. so, First Peter, again, prescriptive. This is the way it should work. Uh, be subject, for the Lord's sake, to every human institution, whether it be to emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, But living as servants of God, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So again, we should be obedient uh, to the government in the sense that it is doing the Lord's will. Now, we've got many examples in the Old and New Testament of people saying, no, government, you are not uh, doing the Lord's will. So we will not obey. So that is what I mean by prescriptive text. Uh, that's not, it, I mean, it's, it's obvious there in Romans. The government was not uh, punishing evil and promoting good. They were burning Christians at, the, at, a, at crosses to light up their dinner parties. So keep that in context. Um, so why, why do I think and uh, why do I believe that he paid the tax? I mean, it says it there. It says, however, not to give offense. So... Why did he pay it? Well, it wasn't that big of a deal to, to Jesus. Also, he, I mean, he had Peter pulled out of a fish's mouth, so it's, of course it's not a big deal. <laughs> I, I think that Jesus is using the temple tax as a lesson to Peter to reinforce the notion that he is the Son of God, while at the same time not making a big deal of the tax. It wasn't, it wasn't a point where Jesus wanted to, to cause a fight or stir up trouble. Uh, Is there other places where he does? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Read about how he cleansed the temple. And by cleansed, I mean he drove out people with whips and turned the tables over. So, in this instance, he doesn't make a big deal of it. He pays the tax, even though it's not owed. Uh, So, how can we apply that to our lives? Well, uh, I talked with Josh a little bit on this thing and how uh, some, some... I guess not. Prag- I don't want to say pragmatic, but how how can we apply this? Uh, one example that's very easily identifiable in our church is we're slightly charismatic, 
There are some that speak in tongues as a private prayer language and some that don't. When, when I, if I go to an elders meeting and, where's Max? I know he's here. I saw him earlier. There he is. If Max prays in tongues during an elders meeting, I'm not going to say, no, Max. My interpretation is that that, uh, that doesn't apply. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to cause us to think about that. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and that's also, that's, he's, that interpretation is valid. I'm not going to shut him down. When he is honoring the Lord that way. Uh, but how else How else can we apply? Uh, one thing would be uh, eating dinner with someone. So if you... Uh, I know Nehemiah, um, he's got a friend. Uh, what's his name? Omar. Omar. He's, had, he's known Omar for... It's probably been like 10 years now. That's weird. Uh, Omar is a Muslim. Muslims pray for their food. Do they pray to God? They pray to their God, who is a false god. Uh, but again, if Nehemiah goes and eats dinner with them and they pray, he's not going to just, oh, no, I can't eat this now. That's, you prayed for it uh, to Allah, it's no good. Uh, no, he'll eat the food. Uh, so what's another one? Well, we being Baptists, I don't know, is that, a, is, that a, is that a sin to say that we're Baptists? I would say most of us are because uh, I don't know any of you who have baptized your baby. Unless you count the dedication as a dry baptism, then that's a different story. Uh, but Presbyterians, they baptize their infants. We do not. Does that mean we don't have the Lord's Supper with a Presbyterian? No. We don't make a big deal of it because it's not worth it. It takes the discernment to know whether or not something should be addressed right then uh, or something could, should be pushed back. Uh, Jesus, in this instance, does not push back. Even though he's in the right, he does not say, no, you go around and you tell that guy that I don't have to pay because I'm the son of God. <laughs> Could justify it easy. He's justified in doing that, but he doesn't. Uh, so one, one verse that I took from that and how he, Jesus applied it here would be Romans 12, verse 18. It says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So... It takes discernment to know whether or not we need to cause a stink uh, in whatever situation you're in. I think politics is a big one. Sometimes you should cause a stink. Other times, it's really not worth it. A lot of times, it's not worth it. Because people are very set in their ways. So, uh, the gospel itself, uh, plenty of fence. So, you tell people that uh, they're a sinner, that they, uh, they're, they're going to stand before God one day. Uh, and be judged according, accordingly. Uh, they uh, a lot of people don't like that. So why cause an offense, a small offense, and prevent yourself from being able to tell people the gospel in the first place? Um, if you come out and basically insult your neighbor through something that may be true, uh, they're likely to put up their deflectors right off the bat. So how we have discernment. Sometimes, I don't know. Uh, but again, telling someone that they need to repent of their sins and put their trust in the finished work of Christ uh, doesn't always be received positively. And we have to have the discernment to know whether or not uh, something needs deserved or something needs addressed immediately, maybe later, or sometimes not even at all. Uh, not even if it costs us either monetarily, in Jesus' case, or bodily. Uh, sometimes uh, I myself included are very much of the mindset that no, 
personal, individual freedom comes first. Uh, we shouldn't allow, uh, I guess, tyranny or stuff like that to, because we love our neighbor. So, but also sometimes we we accept the punishment, though it's not uh, valid. So, again, takes discernment to know the situation. I would say, err on the side of grace. Because look what the Lord's done for us as far as his grace. Um, to finish up, I don't know who's Robert. Or who's, 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 who's on the piano? Just don't play too good. They'll stop listening. Uh, to finish up, uh, I don't know how, how you all take this last part about Jesus telling Peter, a former fisherman... Uh, that spoke presumptively to go out and cast a line into the ocean and pull up a fish to pay our tax. I thought that was like a practical joke on Peter. I don't know how you take it, but I honestly, I thought it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, okay, this guy's a former fisherman. He spoke presumptively, so I'm going to tell him to go get our tax money by catching a fish. Uh, So found a shekel in the fish's mouth. Shekels worth four drachma, so he paid both his and Peter's. But uh, I thought that was kind of humorous at the end. And Jesus is like, all right, you're going to speak for me. I'm the son of God. You know I'm the son of God. Why are you telling me i got to pay this? Uh, so I'm going to have you go fish and uh, pull a coin out of its mouth. So kind of a, I don't know, I thought it was just kind of a funny deal. So, but again, goes back to discernment in a situation Jesus didn't know that tax, but he still paid it. Uh, now we, as far as taxes and our atonement, like uh, like in well, Exodus chapter 30, we each owe a debt. Uh, we each need atonement. Now we each all have the same atonement that we need. The foot of the cross is level. or The ground at the foot of the cross is level. So we all uh, need that atonement. And if we repent of our sins, we put our trust in that cross, in the finished work of Christ, then we can have it. We can have the hope. Um, last week, two funerals, they were hard. Uh, one, Aline, uh, a lifelong uh, churchgoer, follower of Christ. Uh, though death is hard, we have hope in the resurrection. Another, Aspen, Randall, uh, hard still but we have hope that she's now walking with the lord uh that that atonement has covered both her and aline and each person who accepts christ or who honors christ as lord and savior so we would do well to have the discernment to know whether or not we need to make a fuss or we should just not give offense at the situation so that we can spread the gospel we can disciple and sometimes even though you owe the tax you pay it uh, sometimes if someone does you wrong, you just take it. Um, so that's that's my prayer is that we can have discernment to know what to do in the situation we're presented with, uh, but always err on the side of grace. So, all right. So if you would bow your heads, we'll pray, and then I forgot what comes after. Oh yeah, there you go. So, Lord, will you uh, grant us wisdom? Grant us discernment uh, to know that even though when we're in the right, uh, that we should just accept 
whatever situation or result of that situation would come, uh, though it's not due, that we could pay it, uh, whether uh, monetarily or through uh, affliction, God, we just ask for your grace uh, so we can have grace on others. God, we just ask for an outpouring of your spirit. Uh, just let the gospel be proclaimed. Uh, let us let us suffer for, for your sake, God. Uh, while you, uh, you're able to pay the tax with a fish, uh, we ask that we can uh, do the same and be able to give up something of our own lives uh, in order to, to, to do your will. Amen. Uh, at this time, we'll have the elders come up uh, for a time of prayer. Uh, if you don't want to come up to the elders, just pray in your seat or uh, go to one of your brothers and sisters. They may need prayer. Uh, pray for some, oops, I commuted that. Pray for someone around you. Uh, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but uh, in my life, I think everyone needs prayer. Doesn't take that long to figure out something. And if you don't have anything that needs prayer, then go pray for somebody. So. Uh,